Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, listeners. This is Pat the Talking Bearskin Rogue from Flame On right here on the Nerdy Show Network. If you're looking for some sweet, nerdy queer in your ear, then head over to nerdyshow.com slash flame on and check us out. We cover everything from TV to movies, comics to drag queens, and so much more. For a gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, get ready to flame on. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 132. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John Starr, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hi. And we have our king baby duck, Evan. Konnichiwa, my bastards and wenches. And Elite Four, Derek. Hi, hi, hi. (laughs) So, uh, this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, we've got, uh, the news has been a little light this this time around, which is fine. That's fine. I feel like we we're... have plenty more things to talk about, aka shows that we, that weren't out yet when the season started, yep. and now they've started to watch them, and they're awful. Shows that we dropped, <coughs> and, uh, and maybe a lot of video games that we're now playing. Every once in a while, there's this stint of time where we just buy a whole bunch of video games, and we want to talk about them. I love the fact that every time a new season of anime comes out, I'm just like, man, I really hate anime. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that constant reminder that there are so many more better things we could be doing with our time. But we don't. Instead, we decide to talk about it on the internet and release it for free. Well, that's, you know, you have to blame it on the fact that there are now like 42 episodes, 42 no sh- forty-two new shows that have premiered this winter alone. That's insane. Yeah. And with, with that, there are good shows that are coming out, but when you have that many shows coming out all at once, there's got to be just some trash. Are there, um... Oh, yes. Are there 42 new shows that premiere every year, or every season in America? Yeah. Like, could there be that possibly that many shows? Uh, CBS probably, but or no, ABC. <laughs> yeah, ABC probably has the A- most of between them. Between ABC, CBS, NBC, and uh, Fox. Well, Fo- oh yeah, Fox and uh, ABC Family, which is now Freeform. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are that, especially ABC Family. ABC Family pumps out. That's like the trash shows. Like all the trash shows <laughs> go straight to Freeform. And and that's just that's those are the shows that come out that everybody's just like the show sucks, but I must watch the whole thing. 
But in America, we just keep re-signing all of these bad shows, so it doesn't seem like there's 42 new premieres out. It's like, oh, it's Modern Family again. Awesome. <laughs> but Modern Family is good, though. Well, I know. I, that was just the first show that came to mind. I'm thinking well, of, like, well, 10 seasons. Okay, here's the thing about Modern series. Family. It was, like, the first five or six seasons of Modern Family were really good. But now it's at the point where it's, like... When will this show die? Hmm. Oh yeah, I guess because it's like true. it's like season nine or season ten. You can watch a premiere of it and think you're watching a rerun. Like, oh, I didn't see this. When's this from? Oh, it's premiering right now. Huh? I thought I saw this already. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just... and then now you have like the Big Bang Theory, who's going into what its thirteenth season, and which a is spin-off and now. a spinoff show. Young yes, Sheldon. And a spin-off. I don't know why anybody would make the decision to make a spinoff show about its worst character. <laughs> no, 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 Jonathan. Sheldon's the most popular character on Big Bang Theory. Uh, it's because he yells the loudest. Yeah, because he, he yells a lot and says that things. Bizarre. I think it's because PETA doesn't care if you beat a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be like saying Asta is the most popular character in anime because he screams so much. Well... If you kind of, I mean, if you think about it, ABC Family pumps out the same exact show every single season, which is kind of the equivalent to the isekai of of the seasons now of, you know, kid right. gets transported into a fantasy world. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, you see, you know, cute I, I, girls. <laughs> you see, I'm kind of getting tired of it too, but there are a couple of isekais that have yet to be adapted into anime that I would love to see, especially the one where it's the guy who travels to another world with his mother. I just think that sounds hilarious. Oh, I think I remember that one. Yeah, and the mother is stronger, ha- is a stronger RPG character. Yes, yes. And so haven't you heard? My mother has two powers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's just extraordinary. And that title's not long enough. Okay, uh, so so with that being said, and we've already talked about kind of what we're going to be touching on this episode, which is actually I'm really excited to talk about now. Yeah. Uh, we should probably do the new stuff so we can get Ring to that. Ring that news bell! Oh yeah, oh my gosh. Did you know that we forgot the news bell last, last episode? That is just tragic, so I'm going to ring news bell Chan twice. And I forgot Whistlecoon last time too. Even though we probably have an extraordinary less amount of news... We, we do. Uh, speaking of uh, which, we do have some some interesting things. Do we? Well, let's talk about Tokyo Pop coming back. Yes, that's really exciting. When did Tokyo Pop close its doors originally? Um, I was about like it was right after the craze of Hitalia, so I think about 2011. <laughs> because Hitalia was the last thing that they had announced. They had they had licensed, and then all of a sudden they're like, we can't do manga anymore. We have done all the mangas. There's no more manga for us to publish. Okay, that is the Big Bang Theory of anime. Italia. <laughs> well, you, you get a lot of people who get very angry at you for saying that. Maybe, <laughs> but there's a lot of people who get angry at me for saying the Big Bang Theory sucks. It's true. <laughs> Both of, we, IT crowd is better! <laughs> um, so... Uh, they they are uh, actually starting up again with uh, the manga of Kono Hanakitan, one show that we talked about maybe once on yeah. this show. And I never, I even though it has a show about animal girls, I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. 
I know I did bring it up during the wikis because it is a very good show. It was very surprising. It started out as something that could have been fan servicey, but it had a lot of heart in the stories that it was telling. And fan service? So, a little bit, like in the beginning, but then like as the show progressed, the fan service disappeared. Yeah, I mean like it's about animal girls who are servants at a hot springs yeah. and so of course like three times an episode they're in the hot springs. That kind of dwindles down to one, and then sometimes they don't even go in the hot springs at all. Oh, then they probably had very low viewership on those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of excited because, like, Tokyo Pop was, like, how I used to... Like, the majority of the manga I used to buy back in high school and, like, college was all Tokyo Pop. Because yeah. that's where I had, like, Love Hina, Great Teacher Onizuka, the Cowboy Bebop mangas... Hey, I love you. The, there were so many titles for, that Tokyo Pop had that I bought the crap out. Of. Well, it's funny because there was that stint of time when nobody was buying manga anymore, right. but now everybody's buying manga again. So Tokyo Pop can come back with that stuff. Yeah, they probably said the sales, and they were like, "Hey, if we jump in on this game, then people are gonna are gonna do it." Yeah, because you know, manga—it's actually—it's it's so unbelievable. Manga is flying off the shelves again. It's mm-hmm. great. Well, let me let me tell you because um, as some people know, like one of our favorite shows last season was Girls Last Tour, and I had ordered the first volume and the cup and the other two volumes of Girls Last Tour that are currently out. It's a five week wait yeah. for delivery for the first volume of Girls Last yeah, Tour. Yeah, I can't get That's it. That's how popular it is. Yeah, I can't get it. I, I'm still waiting for mine to ship. And uh, me too. And then you know. By that, by that time, luckily I've already seen it in the anime, so I don't have to have it, but I want it probably as part of the collection. But, you know, uh, Volume 4 is going to come out, and I'm, I just really wanted to start collecting Girls Last Tour because it's going to end. The manga is ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so, and finally get right now, it. a lot of the shows that I've been collecting, I've been collecting Flying Witch, I've been collecting Interviews of Monster Girls, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. They just had the first volume of the spinoff of Dragon Maid 2 about Kana, which I'm really excited to read because it is from the same manga writer, so hopefully it'll keep to the traditions of Kana's adorableness and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, and this is also a good thing, too, because I'm just looking forward to another company that can get licenses for manga that we may or may not have, that other companies may or may not have passed up on. Yeah. Like Viz or Crunchyroll or anything like that. You know, they'll they'll pass up on something, so Tokyo Pop will, will grab them. Yeah. Yen Press and Dark Horse. Oh, yeah. There you go. Vertical Comics. Seven Seas Manga. Yep. Penguin Publishing. <laughs> Puffin Books. What's, what's next? So, we have this weird story about um, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. <laughs> Yuki uh, Naka? Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka. He is mm-hmm. now an employee at Square Enix. Which, he, which sounds cool. Like, at face value, that sounds really cool. Because it's like, could you imagine if Square Enix made a Sonic game? <laughs> But when was even the last time that he was involved in a Sonic project? Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Sonic 2006. Wait. Is that GameCube? 
Was that the one that, that was, was like the worst movie? one yeah. ever made? I thought that was 2004. Sonic 06 was the one that was, oh, just, so, yeah, okay. was filled with bugs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one with, with regular people walking around in it, and he fell in love with like this princess girl, and... It was just the buggiest game ever created. I yep. think I think it was labeled as one of the buggiest games ever created. So maybe he should have yes. worked for Bethesda. Yeah. Like Bethesda <laughs> wanted him, but he wanted to work at Square Enix. As long as he made Sonic the Hedgehog two, that's all good. <laughs> yeah, he's he was a, he was the actual level designer for all those original Genesis games. Ah. So uh, I don't know what this means at all, but I could you imagine? <laughs> it's what... just a thing that happened. Well, how exciting! Well, let me tell you because I have a kind of a love hate relationship when it comes to Yuji Naka. A uh, couple uh, now, I loved like a lot of the creations he created, but a couple years ago. I had to review a game that he had created called Rodea the Sky Soldier. Now, the story was pretty good. Graphics were okay. But playing on the Wii U controller, it had the worst controls I had ever had with a video game. (laughs) Because initially, the game was controlled, was initially made to be on the Nintendo Wii. Mm -hmm. So it had those sort of motion controls, but you had to use the tablet instead of the Wiimote which I don't understand why they didn't implement the Wiimote controls for this game as well, because there are plenty of Wii U titles that use the Wiimote. Yeah. So it's like you're waving around this book-sized controller going, yeah! yeah! That's just just legit. Well, no, 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 no. It it wasn't like that. It was you trying to actually use, like, the D-pads, but you maneuver them in a way that, they were like motion controls, and it was impossible. Huh. Yeah, that's just video game logistics of people being like, well, this game was supposed to come out for the Wii, and it's really built for the Wii, but the Wii used the newer system, so we're going to put it on that one instead. Yeah, and then they have to have like a one-week turnaround for a port to put it onto the system, and then, and then it, it, all gets, it all gets screwed up. They're like, they, they release something that's passable. Yeah, which which it really wasn't passable. And the interesting thing too is, they released the Wii U version, but some copies actually contained like a, a special edition had the Wii version because the Wii version was completed, but it was shelved in favor of the Wii U version. Yeah, cool. And the Wii version apparently is amazing. Well, I get. I'm I'm waiting. For, I I will await some Final Fantasy VII characters that will go fast. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine B Shonen Sonic? Yeah. Gotta go fast. Uh, Cloud's gonna go fast. Turning around at the speed of sound. You know who went fast? Ares. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gotta go sad. You should cut that out because there's a new Final Fantasy VII coming out. We don't want that to be spoiled for people. Oh, that's right. Oh, jeez. I'm so sorry we spoiled a game that came out over 20 years ago. No, Evan, that's wrong. Because Final Fantasy VII is the greatest story ever told. And it needs to be kept safe. And, and you shut up. <laughs> Said who? Final Fantasy VII is one of the greatest Final Fantasy... Er, no, I'm sorry, not one of. Is the greatest Final Fantasy to come out. I'm actually looking forward to the revival of the uh, 12 universe. I forget which system it's being ported to, but they're doing... Uh, Final PS4. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah they do have the remaster of, of 12 already that done. That one needs to be done, yeah. But everybody's waiting for 7 now. So! Mm-hmm. 
with I, I want to go to a movie theater. Yes, where I can be under a kotatsu and be warm and be warm. Ah, good luck with that. Japan, why? I was I was segueing into the story. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> Japan. Jeez. Japan now has. I have no uh, idea what's going on. <laughs> We're creating a perfect segue. Shut up! <laughs> this segue has caused a five car pileup. I think we can stop. There's a, there's movie theaters with Kotatsus in them now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which look awesome. Have you seen the pictures of them? They're legitimately like. There's Kotatsus, but then there's like these pillow padded benches that go all the way around looks like they could fit like eight to ten people around them and you can sit under a nice warm kotatsu with a pillowed couch and everything like that and probably have stuff like drinks and food delivered to you while you watch a movie and that sounds great now here in the suck it chunkies (laughs) (laughs) now here in the states we've started to develop a movie theater style where you have to reserve your seats ahead of time. Luxury movie theaters. Yeah. And yeah, there we had to we experienced that when we went and saw Thor. Uh, Derek and I we had no idea that we had to reserve the seats. What? And we had to sit far away from one another. Really? We one row we were ro- one row apart, but we didn't realize that row was separated by a 10-foot balcony. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys in you guys have never been to a reserve theater before? Oh yeah, we've been to a reserved theater before, but the theater that we went to wasn't reserved until we went over there after, what, five months? Oh, so they yeah. redid it. Yeah, they redid it. Uh, so, um, all the movie theaters up by us are now all reserved seating movie theaters with reclining leather seats and everything like that. Uh, I like this uh, model because it gives... The movie theaters, back to the people who want to watch movies and not just for horny teenagers who want to make out in the back of the movie theater. Because they suck. Well, and so are the people who like, I guess I'm going to go see this movie today. But it and started it, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it started 15 minutes ago and I already missed the, the you know, opening to the movie. And the previews. <laughs> and and they still go anyways. Yeah, it's and then and then you get those people who are ultimately every single time I go to the theaters, I'm always waiting in line to buy my tickets, and they're just like, "We have to reserve our seats for this theater." Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they it's have just like, "Where have you been?" Yeah, they have like eight kids with them, and they need to buy all the seats for it, and there's like no seats together anymore on the day of because well, they want to they want to buy a movie that starts in. 10 minutes and people Mommy, are like, I want to go see Coco! I want to go see Coco! Pretty much. I want yeah, to go, s- <laughs> go see Coco too, kid, but not with you, so get out. I already bought my tickets. Uh, yeah. Your seat's in the back, Sally. I'm up front. <laughs> so, but how many people, I mean, usually people fall asleep in Kotatsu, or on Kotatsus, right? I guess. That's how they stay warm and cozy during the winter, because... They don't have heat in Japan. <laughs> I, I hope it's not like a fire hazard, like a space heater or something. People just fall asleep on it, and then it combusts. <laughs> well, we will... No, no, it's nothing like that. I think it's more electric-based. Mm-hmm. 
how does a kotatsu work anyway? Uh, there's. I feel like that's. I feel like that's something I should ask myself about fifteen years ago. <laughs> there's just a little heated coil vent underneath the. Uh... Yeah, which seems incredibly dangerous. It does seem incredibly dangerous because Thank you. you could like kick your your knee up against it and then get like third degree well, burns. So I already experienced the fact that I'm way too big for Japanese houses. Yeah. I can only imagine that I'm way too big for Japanese kotatsus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, the vents underneath, they heat up, and there's a blanket that goes all the way down to the floor. You put your arms and your legs underneath it, and you're warm. The end. I mean, it's not like our, it's not like our legs are thicker than the legs over there. I mean, I think we should be okay. Yeah, but they're longer. Longer, and when we cross our legs, they, are, they could be piled up higher. Yeah, it, it, it's true. I don't know. I I have a I would think I would burn myself, okay? <laughs> I'd be paranoid. I think I would be sitting there cross legged, I would get a leg cramp, immediately kick my legs out, and then burn myself. <laughs> and then burn your leg. <laughs> we I can't handle this movie. We should all try that. All of us Eastern European, Norwegian, four big, large Western men. Slightly Canadian. And and shove us well all four of us just shove ourselves underneath a kotatsu and see how, how long it takes us to get burned. <laughs> Alright, uh, Anyone so who doesn't do know what a kutatsu is can take that last thing you just said out of context. It sounds really bad. <laughs> Four European men shoving themselves into a kotatsu. Yes. <laughs> We're doing it anyway. Is this like that three men in a tub sort of... Oh, I didn't say right? I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. What were the butcher, baker, and candlestick maker doing in that tub together? What weren't they doing? <laughs> Getting clean, that's for sure. Duh. Uh, is that it for news? <laughs> kind of. Uh, but we do have one more thing that we want to talk about, because we want to travel into the West. That's not really cool. It's just... It is now. <laughs> we want to talk about a... It's actually not even a cartoon, but it has had a cartoon before. Yep. Um... Unfortunately, Michael Jai White yeah. um, had tweeted a new teaser trailer for Spawn 2. No. Yeah, for Black Dynamite 2, or at least that's what we assume it is. The first Black Dynamite was so good. It was a fantastic oh, yeah. film. It was just the perfection of... A exploitation film just it was so wonderful but everything was done on purpose but you were just in the fantasy of it wasn't done on purpose and it was just beautifully funny yeah like when the hood turned startled <laughs> like when black dynamite stood up and he would hit his head off of a mic like so good <laughs> it's like brilliant filmmaking at its and finest actually i remember when we watched it in college this was a long time ago before wicked anime existed uh there, we watched a bootleg version of it. Like, one of our friends got a torrent of it and put it onto DVD, and we watched it, and then we bought it on DVD, and the stuff that was in the torrented cut was not in the final DVD Blu-ray cut. Yeah. So it was really weird. It was like a pre-release or so, something Yeah, like so that. some of the some of the jokes that they made were missing, and it, we were actually kind of disappointed, but it was still good. 
Yeah. Well, we were kind mm. of afraid for a while that we would we wouldn't be able to see Black Dynamite and and any other way other than that torrent. Yes. It was before a time where things like Magnolia and Magnet Films and A twenty four pictures existed. So not before it existed, but before they were popular. Yeah. So right. we were just weren't sure about movie releases. Which, by the way, we had a we had a movie stop in Florida. By where we lived, and Movie Stop is the greatest. They sold everything indie under the sun. Everything under the sun. If it was a movie, they had it there. I have some of the worst horror movies on DVD. It's great. Because you could buy them for like $3. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyways, Black Dynamite. Uh, So that's our history with Black Dynamite, and I'm very much looking forward to Black Dynamite 2. I like the cartoon... I mean, I feel like there were some things that didn't work with the cartoon that worked with the movie. Well, exactly. uh, Like, you couldn't animate them hitting a boom mic. You know, it wasn't the same. That whole, like, yeah, sure, we did it on purpose because it's a joke, but it it looks like a exploitation film, so it looks like we did it. It didn't happen on purpose kind of a thing. Like, that was the joke of the movie while also making a funny movie where the cartoon was more just like an action comedy that had racist jokes in it, you know? And making fun of the 70s, like the Richard Pryor episode. Yeah, like it was... And, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Except Earth, Wind, Water, and Fire. Yeah. Like that was... Didn't water get eaten by a shark? <laughs> yeah, Black uh, black Jaws. Like, that was a <laughs> really... Jaws. That was a really funny episode. Yeah, uh, Earth, Wind, yeah. Water, and Fire were doing a concert on the ocean, and Black Jaws started eating all the black people, and then water gets eaten, and they're like, ah... Earth wind, or Earth wind and fire works fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow! I like in the end. Oh, it's okay. It's just white jaws, and the black people are just dancing and still celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it had funny jokes, but it wasn't the same kind of funny that the movie was. Right. They're almost two different entities completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm looking forward to Black Dynamite too. Because uh, it needs to be in a live-action setting. At least I think that it needs to be. Absolutely. So, it was I have it on Blu-ray, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. I'm hoping that it is going to be just as good as the first one, because we know that a lot of sequels that come out many years after its predecessor, they tend to be a little underwhelming. No, sometimes they can be even better, like Mad Max and Blade Runner. Some of the best sequels I've ever seen him on the face. Right, of the there are some exceptions to the rule. Original Star Wars trilogy, come on. <laughs> yeah, remember how great those were, and they came out years after the original. But yeah, I'm hoping that it's going to be very, very good because we haven't seen Michael Jai White in the big screen in a really long time. I know, and he's like a very underrated, not just a martial arts actor, but an actor in general. I agree. I, I think that. Spawn ruined that. Because Spawn, <laughs> Spawn was so good. Uh, hey, I bought the director's cut version of that when I was a kid. It was good. <laughs> that was like that. That was like the when we were kids. Because when that movie came out, we were just like kid kids. We, and it was just like, oh man, Spawn is a rated R movie. And it's not even rated R. It's PG thirteen. Really? I thought it was R. I think it's PG thirteen. No, it, it was PG thirteen, but the director's cut is R. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I just remember but, we couldn't see it. I, I I remember when it came out and like Roger Ebert like 
what raved how amazing it was and was like this is like got the best special effects and back then they did have the best special effects in that film but when you watch it now it's like this shit has not aged at all yeah oh yeah no it's bad oh, oh no no i mean it has aged oh yeah oh i know i know what you mean it's bad yeah it's real bad it's like shrek and that was Into the West? Yay. 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 Spawn 2. Yeah, Spawn Into the West. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about something that could kind of fit into gaming news. Yeah. And that was, that's Monster Hunter. <laughs> we played some Galder video games. So. Yay. So yesterday was Saturday. And Saturday was, I woke up at 10 o'clock in the morning, started playing Monster Hunter, and I didn't stop until 7 o'clock at night. Yep. So that was a lot of Monster Hunter. Yeah, you played at least 10 hours. Yeah, well, I've already logged in 10 hours about a Monster Hunter, and, you know, it's... And so so my opinion, coming from a, you know, Monster Hunter veteran, uh, that Monster Hunter World is absolutely fantastic. It's definitely the best Monster Hunter that they've ever made. They've improved a lot of the old mechanics that didn't work so well, but... It's easier for new people. It's not, though. Well, I mean, like, there's some easier things. There's some easier things. Like being able to pick up uh, resources without Yeah, but circle. it's not geared towards casual gaming still, which is not... Oh, yeah. See, that's that's what I was really worried about, because, okay, so if you guys know the schlock news writing uh, place called The Verge, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, they released a review of Monster Hunter... That had, quote, unquote, this is Destiny and Dark Souls mixed together. And I no. want people... No! And I want people like that to die. Because mon- <laughs> because not only did Monster come out, Hunter come out first, like, years and years and years and years and years ago, but Destiny stole the loot system that Monster Hunter has and made it worse. And Dark Souls, where Dark Souls is a good game... Dark Souls copied the, the the formula. So Dark Souls copied the hard the difficulty formula from Monster Hunter and Destiny stole the loot system from Monster Hunter. Hold on, let me push this guy off the cliff for you. <laughs> yeah, so so that's one of the things that I'm worried about is that you know, we're going to get this huge crowd of people who want to be like, I want to play Monster Hunter because I love Destiny. And you, guess what? I I mean, I, I love anybody who wants to learn how to play Monster Hunter. But if you go in blind not knowing what Monster Hunter is, you're not going to be prepared for it. Because it's a difficult game that requires like a lot of attention and a lot of care. You know, you can't just go in like guns a blazing and hoping to get loot. So, so yeah, don't 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 fall into that crowd and don't be like Destiny, awesome Monster Hunter. You know, because we've been we've had a community for a long time, and and to you know have the Call of Duty crowd kind of come in and swoop in and be like Woo. poop all over it. But it it's nice because Monster Hunter allows you to play with whoever you want to play with. So. Yeah, we started yeah, We have our squad. Yes, we do have a squad. We have the Wicked A squad, and it is growing, and it is awesome. I, I, yeah, I was hunting all Saturday with Gerardo and Tempsu, our Wicked fans, and it was a blast. And then one of my buddies from work as well. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. awesome. We had, it was such a good time. So, mm. highly, highly, highly recommend Monster Hunter. Don't go in thinking it's going to be Destiny and Dark Souls. Please. Yeah, Tetsu and I were trying out one of the battle modes too, where it was like the two on one monster. Oh yeah, and man, even just doing that is a blast. Yeah, 
I like the expedition mode where you can go out and gather resources, but every monster is available to you out there. Yeah, because, well, that's what we kind of did, was we ran out, we we finished our mission, we, we killed our objective mission, but then it let us stay on the map and hunt whatever else was on the map. So we got... So we went out in our in our squad and hunted all the higher ranked monsters that we were not ready to kill, but we killed them and we got a whole bunch of weapons and armor early, you know. Because Monster Hunter is all about earning. Anything you get in that game, you've earned it, and it's it's a skill based game. There's no leveling. There's no level system. It's all based on building your weapons and armor and using your pure skill to beat monsters. Granted, your palico can level up, but you can't. Yeah, but. Leveling up your Palico is pretty inconsequential to the actual gameplay itself. It is true. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, right now I have my Palico. And I, oh, I was able to make, you know, my characters that I've made through every single Monster Hunter game. I make the same character in every single Monster Hunter game. I make Rio and her pa- trusty Palico, Palico, Angus, who is our long-lost but never-forgotten cat. Uh, who's a amazingly big Scottish folds? Who was like, oh, I'm gonna beat up all these other cats. So, which he did. Which he did. And so, <laughs> but he was he was also a big squishy marshmallow cat and was very friendly. He just didn't like other. I, he just didn't like other cats. <laughs> I just tried my best to make myself in the game, yeah. which I'm actually surprised it looked pretty as close as I could. Yeah. So the character the character creation for Monster Hunter is so fantastic. I created a Space Dandy-like character. Yeah, Johnny created a Space Dandy-like <laughs> Pompadour-esque character. Suave dude. And, uh, man, you can create whatever you want. And the detail that you can go into in creating your characters is going to be amazing. Ah, oh, it's so great. Uh, yeah, I'm super happy with Monster Hunter. It's it's so fun. But I'm, up, I'm already running into people who are getting mo- this Monster Hunter world uh, who have never never played a Monster Hunter before and don't know what to expect. And, but they all know me, and they all know how much I love Monster Hunter, so they're all coming to me like, Andrew, you gotta help me. How do I do this? Why isn't this working? Why do I have to sharpen my weapon every time I go into battle? It's just like, because that's Monster Hunter. You know, it's just like... It's, get good! <laughs> get good. Yeah, get good. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody associates the meme of get good with Dark Souls, but it started with Monster Hunter. A lot of people, Absolutely. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, shoot. One of the things I forgot to talk about for Monster Hunter that they announced this morning, just just real quick, uh, oh. is that they're in, in, uh, introducing Street Fighter costumes. Because uh, in Street Fighter, they introduced Monster Hunter costumes for the players. Now they're introducing Street Fighter costumes in Monster Hunter. Cammy? And, and, no, it's uh, it's Ryu and Sakura, which I'm super excited about because Sakura is one of my favorite Street Fighter characters. I don't know why they chose those two characters. I know that why they did Ryu. But Sakura is like a super interesting character to choose from. So yeah, that, she's actually kind of one of the more underrated female characters in Street Fighter. That's why she's one of my favorites because I absolutely love Sakura. I also love fighting tomboys, but whatever. Um, <laughs> can I talk about the game that I played? I played um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, or at least I, I, got uh, to, I, got, I got to play the beta. Uh, oh, as did I. I. I played the beta too, and um, it's fun. But it's way too easy for me. Yeah, I mean, I they have the auto combo system yeah. in it, which is kind of... But I think I think that's going to be a scrub system eventually. Like, a lot of people are going to get good at the game, and nobody's going to be using the auto combos. Right. 
the the only thing that I, I feel like is that the game is going to like the game it doesn't have enough variety to it because if you can play as one character you can play as them all. Kinda. Some characters are better at yeah. Like some characters are better at zoning. Some characters are better at grappling. Some like Android eighteen's a grapple character, mm-hmm. uh, where you know Goku's a um, uh, a projectile character and Hit is a zoning character. You know, so they all have their own abilities in the game like any kind of fighting game does but it is a simplified version because they're aiming at dragon ball fans and they want dragon ball fans <laughs> what are you saying no no i'm just saying like you know it's not it's not xenoverse like and and uh and not every dragon ball z player likes fighting games but they want non-fighting game people to play this fighting game and buy their dragon ball z game mm-hmm. so they made it easier at first, so that Dragon Ball non-fighter fighting game playing players can play this Dragon Ball Z game. Yeah. I think the fl- fatal flaw in that, though... I had a lot of fun playing it. I, I had a lot of fun playing this. As did I. But I don't think it's worth $60. Mm. So I don't think I'm going to buy it right away. Uh, and you know with the licensing and all those titles, it's going to stay $60 for a long time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and Unless you buy it used. Yeah, granted, uh, I did see Dragon Ball uh, Xenoverse at FYE today. Uh, uh, Those still exist? Yeah, one. One. Uh, <laughs> at a mall that's shutting down. Yeah. Um, so, zero. <laughs> By the time this airs, there will be no more FYEs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, was at an, it was Xenoverse 2 at an FYE for 50% off from a $50 price tag. So... Not bad. Yeah, so you can buy Xenoverse for 25 bucks. That's really cheap for FYE. Yeah, right? My Hero Academia, $85. Yeah. What? Bought for it. 12 episodes? Yeah, for, for the first season. that The the uh, the $45 first season for 80, $86 at FYE. Yeah, on sale for 60 <sighs> So. You know what? This reminds me of... Um, how the pricing used to be at Suncoast, which FYE used to own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is with FYE, but they, they just... Their prices are gargantuan. Didn't they take Sam Goody, too? Yes, uh, it was Sam Goody, Coconuts, Suncoast, and FYE. Coconuts. <laughs> Coconut. Um, <laughs> I loved Coconuts growing up as a kid. I thought that was a great music store. It was actually the cheapest one back when I was a little young... Whippersnapper. Very <laughs> 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 um, bold. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so. but I never understood. But but back then, Fye and Suncoast were the only two places that you could buy anime, and this is before like Best Buy was even carrying them. Yeah. So that's why they were able to price them the way they could because they were the only places you could purchase them. <laughs> like. I remember spending 20 bucks on a Tenchi Muyo VHS that contained two episodes. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> I bought, I bought the Listen ten- up, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, remember when the Cowboy Bebop DVDs were like $30 for five episodes? And then it went down to four episodes because of the 26-episode awkward positioning sort of thing. Oh, I don't even want to tell you how much I paid for Holic when that was coming out yeah. in, in sealed volumes. Yeah. Um, every individual <laughs> I volume, paid... I, and I bought the individual volumes of Hellgirl Season 1. I have them all right here. All the Hellgirl volumes are here. Yeah. I paid $90 for six episodes of Fooly Cooly. 
Yeah. Oh. That would have been worth it back then because it was impossible. Yeah. To find. Yeah. It was. There it is, right up there, pride of joy. <laughs> oh, how cute! <laughs> <laughs> well, he's looking at all. Uh, Derek's looking at all the plushies that I have yeah. too. Um, yeah. So that was that was our gaming experience for this weekend. Didn't we have another one? We had another game. Did we? Did we? Um, well, I did play. Well, I got sent to me the review for the Electric Sisterhood site, and hopefully soon you'll see my review of it for the video game version of the Cartoon Network series. Okay, KO, let's play Heroes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and it's surprisingly really good. <laughs> really? Like, it has this sort of point-and-click adventure sort of mentality when it comes to finding quests and the like. But then when you go into battling, it turns into this sort of side-scroller beat-em-up. And it's really entertaining. Like, I've never watched the show so I can't really say or know any of these characters right off the top of my head. But as a video game, it is super fun. Huh. How, that's, how that's interesting. Pretty that's yeah. pretty funny. And what's neat, too, is um, it's from Capybara. And Capybara are the same guys who did that video game Super Time Force, where you have, like, 60 seconds to, like, save the entire world, but it's split into each, you know, levels. Huh. And then the more time you save up... At each level, as you go on, the better the chance you have to save the universe. Oh. I think I've heard and of that game. I never played it, though. They do a lot of team-ups with Double Fine. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, then. Because I'm a Double Fine fanboy. Yeah. yeah. So, if you're into like Double Fine games, the Double Fine didn't have anything to do with this adaptation. Yeah. But it does have that sort of mentality, especially when it comes to the point-and-click aspect of OKKO, OK Let's Play Heroes. All right. It's fun, it's entertaining, I and it's only like 20 bucks. And it's a huge game. It was like a 7 gigabyte game. Yeah. Which I know I know I know that that doesn't really mean much in terms of, you know, uh, gameplay or whatever, but for a game that's that huge and it costs only 20 bucks, that's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, right. Uh, Derek, you have some gaming experience that you want to talk about. Oh, God. So... <laughs> What'd you do? Uh, so, let's just get past this. I'll, I'll just say this once. Um, Ugandan Knuckles. There we go. I'm sure people have seen some sort of video online of this, but it's in the world of the game VR Chat, which I don't have a VR you know, set up myself, but you watch these videos, it's like, what's going on? Another part that kind of popped out is like, why are there Yamchas from Dragon Ball Z everywhere? There are lollies dancing around everywhere. And then there's a bunch of Ugandan knuckles clicking around looking for their queen. Oh my God. <laughs> like you've experienced this happening. Yes. Oh, yes. So I, luckily you can do it like through your computer without VR. You know, play it like a first person shooter with no weapons or whatever. You're just like wandering around in a big social setting. Kind of like a club penguin or something like that with... The only real activities are like, oh, pick this up and try to throw it in that basket. It, it reminded me a lot of Second Life. Yeah, Second Life is what I was yeah. going to say. You know what I was going to say was, um, remember when PlayStation 3 had like that PlayStation Home or PlayStation yeah, World? That. Yes, that's Which right. was an awesome idea, but they never implemented it that, the way it should have been. I forgot about that. I remember, I remember Dylan from, from the original cast. He would just go around and hit on other dudes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. So there is a lot of petting in this game. 
So you just walk into like a bar and then you see just like three people all surrounding one lolly and they're all just like roping oh, the hell out of it. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, another person's yelling off to the side saying, that's a trap, that's a man. Uh, real quick, did, <laughs> did, did we ever even say like what we're talking about? This is VR chat. Yeah. Did yes, we say yeah, that? VR yes, we did. We did. Yes. Okay. I, just so that it's clear out there. Is this free to download? Is VRChat this, free? This is free to download, yes. Okay. And Although, if you'd like to experience it in real VR, you can purchase a set for $400. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cheap Which, now. Yeah. That part does seem kind of interesting, especially with like the hand motion and stuff, because you do actually see people like playing rock, paper, scissors here and there. Those one person who is actually taking the bottles from the bar and doing bottle flips and dabbing. Oh my like, god. <laughs> pretending to be the bartender, be like, here's your drink, dab. <laughs> <laughs> and what character was he? Um I think that was a user created uh female anime character. <laughs> Could have been an actual character, I didn't catch the reference, but there was one place I went to that, like, so everything is user-created in here. They'll give you, like, you know, the world, they make it easy to program, but users are the one that creates most of the avatars, most of the worlds. So, first of all, one of the avatar places, it just says in huge letters, boys make the best girls. (laughs) (laughs) And that's actually the one where I get my uh, froppy avatar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's great but, uh, but then interestingly enough there's levels where they've remade the entire Ed Ed Neddy neighborhood with music playing yeah. in the same you animation. showed me that yeah, that was amazing that yeah um, there was one where it was the entire world of Banjo-Kazooie even down <laughs> to like jumping into each level that one was missing music but all the level design was perfect like spot on it was it's like incredible. oh this is kind of cool but when you talked, was everyone going... <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. And then you get a lot of Russians. Really popular in Russia, apparently. Wow. <laughs> and what characters do the Russians usually play? Oh, let's see. There's, there's a bunch of Knuckles, but then it's just like random... Um, there's a lot of Marvel characters in there. Uh... For some reason, I see Russians running around as Miku. <laughs> Just like Russian Miku's everywhere. Yeah, we are about to do the Livion Porka. I think my favorite avatar I've seen was someone who, if you're a certain distance away from them, you can't see them. But as they start to get closer, you can slowly start to see more of them, and it looks like a ghost coming out of the mist. <laughs> With, like, a creepy character, they just come up and, like, put their hand up to your face and, like, wave at you and then back off and disappear. Like, oh, shit, what was that? You had an incident in a bathroom in the VR chat, right? In a bathroom? Uh, yeah, you like, s- you were looking in the mirror and there was someone that was, like, hearing from the side? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no privacy in the women's room. <laughs> this sounds a way... This is just, like... Like stalker or peeping tom simulator or yeah, you know. it it seems like it's a not very wholesome place to be. Yeah, this yeah. is where the internet goes to die. I think it feel it, it's the place where this people is not with, the way. Uh, where is our queen? <laughs> this is the place where people with social interaction issues go to practice their social interaction issues, and <laughs> the one that I keep seeing online all the time is. Uh, 
every single character is Hank Hill, and they're, like, yelling, like, surrounding people, bombarding them with, like, are you using Whoa! propane? You know, like... Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Like, everybody's just like, you need to use propane accessories! Like, it's just... <laughs> Just, like, Hank Hills everywhere. Oh. The I'm one sorry. I saw was one of, um... It was the fake character of, um, Nero Claudius, but it was the Christmas chibi version of her. And there was just this one guy who was being constantly chasing... Being chased by this chibi Christmas Nero, and all she was doing was singing the Japanese version of Jingle Bells. And it was creeping him the hell out. Oh, um, what's the name of... I'm not sure if it's Disney or Nickelodeon. That girl with the really, really bright pink hair that does, like, the Cooking by the Book song or whatever. Like a Nickelodeon show. Oh, Lazy Town. Lazy Town. Disney. I've seen Disney that, Junior. Okay, Disney Junior. I've seen that character from Lazy Town running around, swinging your hands up in the air while playing the Cooking by the Book song, just chasing people, <laughs> harassing them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so great. Well, that's that's probably that's probably as far as we're going to go with that conversation, but I just think it's yeah, absolutely good. wonderful and hilarious that you're playing VR chat. It's it's an easy way to kill an afternoon if you just want to see what the human race is up to. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I'm so happy Derek, with you. Derek, tell you what. If you want Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever want to take a break from something playing alternative? Here's a free code for Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, awesome. Actually, I just started playing Players Unknown Battleground. And oh, I'll just, nice. I'll just say this very quickly. I've played nine games. I've actually reached sixth place overall, and I have a whopping total of zero kills. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm literally fucking solid snake. <laughs> and I suck at shooting. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Hey, what's that shiny light over there? Bam! That's player in those battlegrounds. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, I don't think we have any strange news for this time around, but we do have a lot of what we're watching to talk about. Uh, oh, um, yes. Yeah, okay. No, 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 that will fit into what we're watching. Um, I know Big Bad Shadow Man, before we start talking about anime, Big Bad Shadow Man wanted us to talk about Godzilla, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but Evan, you got to watch it, right? Yeah, I got to watch it. And so basically, like, Earth has been completely, like, wiped out because of the monsters. And all there are just these, like, not handful, but there's, like, thousands of survivors that have been traveling in outer space for, like, 20 years. Space time. 
but on Earth, apparently, like, 10,000 years have passed. Yeah. Uh, Big Bad had a lot of really interesting things to say about it. It is a very interesting premise, but the, the, the anime version of Godzilla, it had a lot of flaws to it. And um, yeah, I, I felt like it's. I felt like one of the biggest problems it has was its pacing, and a little bit of its execution when it came to actually battling Godzilla and a couple of the other monsters. It just didn't capture that same excitement that we saw, um, you know, with the classic movies and even the 2014 version with uh, Brian Cranston in it. Mm. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so, uh, what Big Bad Shadow Man said is he had a lot more to say about it, but so far, um, he said that there were some animation hiccups, as, for one thing. Oh, yeah, because it's a CGI film. Yeah, but he could kind of, you know, surpass it, and it had, like, this weird Mass Effect Star Trek feel to it, um, and he said, one last thing, even though it, it is the first Godzilla anime, it is the second most anime Godzilla film after Godzilla Final Wars. That was what, that was what he said that really, because I don't know how many of you guys have seen Godzilla Final Wars, but it's pretty wild. Well, it's got like every single monster like in the history of Godzilla. Yeah. And even Night, Matthew Broderick Godzilla even shows up. Yeah. And, and it's like in the future and they're like trying to fight Godzilla and all like this weird high tech sci-fi technology stuff. It's really weird. But I thought that was a pretty good comparison. Or a good mm. descriptor. Oh no, it's okay. It's it really wasn't that attention grabbing compared to other Godzilla movies, especially like the live action ones. But I mean, give it a shot. It's supposed to be like the first in three Godzilla anime yes. movie. Yeah. And I feel like me. This is the thing. Like I felt like things started getting interesting. Like right when they introduced a new character, literally right after the end credits. Interesting. Because apparently there were still humans that had survived on the planet after 10,000 years. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, now that we've uh, gotten that one out of the way, let's talk about animes that we watched but didn't get a chance to touch on last time because it was just the beginning of the season. Uh, I want to kick it off and talk about the show Killing Bites. Because I think I'm the only person who has even heard about it or wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I've read about things about Killing Bites, but because it's on Amazon Prime and I don't have Amazon Prime... Yes. I can't watch it. So this is the show that uh, I was talking about that the only reason I'm interested in it was I saw a manga volume of it in Japan. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. What is it? And I couldn't even read the text on it. And then I saw this coming out and I was like, oh, well, I can at least watch the anime on it. So I'm watching the anime on it, and it is just the worst. Uh, it's it's terrible. It has violent anime animal girls in it, uh, and it's so it's basically like a girl fight anime, but they're all animal girls, but in a violent manner. And it's one of those animes that's so terrible that it's not bad. Like I want to keep watching every episode just because it's just the worst. What happens when Komodo Friends gets rabies? Killing bites. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Um, They're almost furries, but they have human boobs. 
No, and they're, like, some of them are furries, but some of them are not. Like, some of them go full animal, but some of them just get animal appendages. And I'm like, what constitutes them to not get animal appendages? Yeah, what are the rules? Yeah, what are the rules to them transforming? And Did anyone keep their Animorphs books? Maybe we could reference this. <laughs> well, and That's it's right, weird. the Angolites are putting slugs in their ears. And it's great, because the the basically when they turn into the animals they rip out of their clothes so the women are always running around in their underwear like just a pair of underwear uh because <laughs> mostly it's mostly like their legs their arms and their chests that just like rip out into animal clothing or animal parts and then and then they just run around naked for the rest of the episode for the entire time it's just the the whole episode they run around in underwear hmm. it's it's great it's fantastic <laughs> Um, anime. Yeah, anime. <laughs> uh, and I, I really, that's all I can really say about it is, is volume eight was coming out in Japan when I was in Japan and now I get to watch the anime and it's the worst thing ever and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Trashiest trash of 2018. It's, it's, I don't even know if it's, it's worth giving it a trash anime rating because it's going to be so unknown to everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be the hidden gem of yeah. 2018. So, so the other show that I started watching that nobody else is really watching is uh, Takunomi, which is... You mentioned a, this one before. Yeah, I, I mentioned it last episode, but I hadn't watched it yet. Um, and it's about four alcoholics that live together in a Japanese apartment. Okay. Uh, and it's and it, But what the show is supposed to be is about four women in the working world who come home and talk about alcoholic drinks together and drink them and then eat food that goes well with that alcohol. But I, and I understand that it's a part of Japan's drinking culture, but I think they also have to understand that Japan's drinking culture is straight up alcoholism and it's just acceptable. <laughs> so these women are absolutely alcoholics. Like these are like some of the worst alcoholics I've ever seen in an anime ever. Uh, even to the point where, in the very first episode, the two ma- uh, the two women who own the house and then the new girl who's the main character who comes into the house is just like, why are you, they're like, why are you okay after the night of drinking we had last night? She's like, oh, my parents are really heavy drinkers and I used to drink with them. So I'm used to alcohol. I was like, wow, that is the single most terrifying statement I've ever heard from, even though she's not a real character, like that is, her liver must be rock solid. Like, Hello, DSS. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just the most shockingly cutest, horrible alcoholism I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's disturbing. on a, Especially, like, with Alcohol, some... Alcoholism that would make our Uncle David blush. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like I mean, Jonathan and I come from a come from a family where alcoholism is a problem, so, uh, so we have dry households, so, like, alcohol is, like, a huge thing for us. And so me watching this anime, I'm just like, these people have something wrong with them. <laughs> But Japanese culture is super like that, where they just... Everybody in Japan drinks themselves to death, and they're just like, why are we dying? <laughs> it's like, it can't be the alcohol. <laughs> it's, like, it's like in the 1930s. Why is everybody getting lung cancer? It must be these dirty cigarette filters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Uh, and, and Japan has a problem with that. That's the only thing they're missing, is just like, every character smokes, too. Yes. <laughs> oh no, get a think of the kids now. <laughs> and yet they have one of the highest life expectancies over there. No, they don't. They all die at yes. 40 to 50 years old. No, that... And highest I... suicide rate, too. Yeah. Well, I, okay. 
a couple of years ago, I was reading that the life expectancy over in Japan, on average, is 88. If you make it past all the things that kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they work themselves to death, drink and smoke themselves to death, and then the ones who don't do that live till 88. <laughs> And oh, don't no. jump in front of moving trains. Or no, 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 <laughs> no. I'm sorry. They, the ones who don't do that, live to a hundred, so that it the averages out with all the people who die between forty and fifty. It averages out to eighty-eight years old. Some math work. So, yeah. So Japan, this anime should be a wake-up call to, to, to your issues. You guys have a severe drinking problem, and you guys are using cute anime girls to say it's okay. Intervention: the anime. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you know that show's back? Intervention? <laughs> what? What show? Intervention. you you never seen Intervention before. It's a fantastic I've show. I've vaguely heard about it. <laughs> it's not an anime, but it, it's fantastic. It's it a fantastic is, show. It is a pretty good show. But, that, but it's, it's not, back! But it's not an anime, and we're talking about animes, and those are my two animes that I've watched, but nobody else is watching, and maybe you should watch them? And understand alcoholism? <laughs> I just want to point out real quick that I laughed earlier at Evan's joke about jumping in front of trains. I just want to point out that I was laughing at the fact that he made a reference to Suicide Club, not that people jump in front of trains. That is not funny. <laughs> Suicide Club. Also not funny, but in the context that he said it was funny. Anyways, I watched yes. Darling of the Franks. Okay. Uh, yes! And, and uh... Uh, no, I wonder what that show is about. Uh, hmm. Now, Darling hmm. Franks, you can uh, get my clearer thoughts on it? Question mark. I wrote the article for our winter preview uh, uh, animes last night at like 2 o'clock in the morning. So it might not be super coherent at the moment, but um, my thoughts on it are it's interesting. It's very unique. Yeah. Um, and I start off the article by saying that if a Studio Trigger anime comes out, there are two absolutes in that Studio Trigger anime. There's going to be sexual allegories, and Wicked Anime is going to talk about it. Uh, and no, not true. Little Witch Academia had zero of the sexual allegories. Well, that's true. But Wicked Anime did talk about it. But Wicked Anime did talk about it. So it got one of the absolutes. Um there, there, there were slight Yuri undertones in in that, but that's against the point. Um, yeah, the Darling of the Franks is so unique. It's so different. E- even though it's a mecha show, it's just so different from everything that we've seen in a while. Probably since Kill a Kill, maybe Kisniver. I don't know. Um. And, of course, both of those are, you know... Trigger. Studio Trigger animes, but that's just because Studio Trigger is absolutely phenomenal at coming up with interesting, unique stories. Um, I like Studio Trigger shows because they just kind of throw you into the world and you don't have to worry about the exposition of the show. You just kind of have to believe it. I mean, they did that with uh, shows back when the entire staff was at Studio Gainax, too, with, like, Gurren Lagan and everything like that. But um, you just kind of accept the world that they live in and you go along for the ride of this post-apocalyptic world that has these robot dinosaurs that they and they need children pilots to um, ha- not have sex with each other so that they can pilot these robots. Um, so it's 
Uh, it's just so strange. That is strange. It's very, very strange. Like, the, the children in the series are engineered to be pilots. They're called parasites because they latch on to these hosts, uh, or these robots hosts that, you know, they can they can pilot. Um, and the they become personalities that are... The robots have personalities that are mixed between the two pilots, the male and the female. And the female jacks into the pi- the the robot to take control of its emotional state and the um or its mental state and the male takes control of the physical and movement state of okay. the robot. Yeah. It's really strange because like the the robots are look like anime girls. Do they really? Kind of. Yeah. They're, they're like robots but they have anime girl faces. Oh. I, you know what the, the you know what the the kind of reminded me of? Have you guys ever seen the anime Birdie the Mighty Decode? I yeah. I know what it is, but I never watched it. They kind of look like those characters. Y- yeah. Um. You know, it's kind of weird that you say that because it it just popped into my head. Did you guys see the new Pacific Rim two trailer? Yeah, it looks terrible. Yes. And and how like they're, now they're doing like children pilots yeah. for Pacific Rim. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Gundam and Evangelion, and like they just they're just taking. It looks awful. It, it, oh, it looks. It, it doesn't have Travis. Uh, Travis Beecham or Guillermo del Toro, and it looks and it looks like it. It doesn't look anything like Guillermo del Toro's world. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look anything like it. It, it just looks terrible. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I children, just wanted to mention that because you said children pilots. More, yeah, new, yeah, more children pilots. Um. Oops. So we got so the female pilot is on is on all fours, and the male pilot is just standing up. It was, he's sitting in a chair. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, but the controls yeah. they wear these skin tight suits, and the controls. For the uh, female is she's down on all fours in in this robot and this computer monitor comes up on the back of her head and the controls for the robot that the male hangs on to come out of her hips. So like she's the the guy is grabbing her like this and you can't see me people listening to the podcast me saying like this. But but you can imagine it. Riding her like a motorcycle basically. That's that's kind of how this looks. This is Please tell me he says giddy up at some point. Well, here's the thing is that every bit every part of this conversation is exactly scripted as if they're having sex, but they're not. Like the kids who are piloting don't even know what kissing is. Mm-hmm. But that's like the whole point of the show is that there's, like, this really weird metaphor throughout the entire thing. And, like, some pilots are arrogant at how good of a pilot they are. Some pilots like their partner who they're piloting with but want to try being a pilot with somebody else. But, like... (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. It's weird. It's I can't be a co-pilot unless you have a really big plane because I've had enough small planes and I'm done with those. (laughs) You know, it's... It's weird because, like, you get you watch this, and then you start to get into the mindset of like, if somebody else goes to pilot a, a robot with somebody else, you feel like they're not cheating on each other because they're not in a relationship of any kind whatsoever, other than a pilot. But you get this feeling that they are cheating on each other, even though there's nothing connected to it at all. It's like 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 there's that dynamic between Zero Two and uh, Hero that you see throughout the the first three episodes, and Zero Two is just constantly saying, "No, Hero is the only person I will ride." Yeah, or I, I just want my darling. That's my ride or die. <laughs> 
Which is which actually is literal. I mean, look what happened well, to look what happened to what's his name at the end of episode three. Well, yeah. this it's it's strange because um, <laughs> I I haven't started watching it yet, and um, and I had no idea what this show was about. So I didn't either. Like so that was well that was like the first descriptor I've even heard about anything about it. Yeah, and uh, even after watching episode one, I still had no idea what the show was about either. But then episode two was like, oh, okay, there's a little bit more concentration on the pilots. Every single one of them has a personality, and they're great. Like, the personalities of the characters in the show are awesome. Um, I think it kind of breaks down to, again, though, of my feeling of, like, I just don't know how I feel about allegories of kids having sex. Yeah, right. I know. I know that's a big issue. Um, I mean, but- especially with, with the animation style and whatnot. But this is going to sound like a very weird thing to pair it up with. But I just recently finished marathoning through that new Netflix show, Big Mouth. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this one. I've heard terrible things about that show. Oh, it's excellent. Really? I mean, it, it, de- <laughs> it depends on your taste on that sort of humor. But it has this like way of being both gross out with the showcasing of kids going through puberty. And there's this brilliance of like just how how these characters are actually feeling as they're realizing that they're changing in such a way. Yeah. But it, it, I, it, it, as strange as it sounds, I would recommend for our listeners of Wicked Anime, who have never seen Big Mouth, who haven't started watching Darling into Franks, like, watch one episode of each, like, side by side, as it progresses through. Interesting. Because they share very similar themes, where but where Darling into Franks is more metaphorical, Big Mouth is much more literal. It's in with your their face. Stuff. <laughs> it's very much in your face, but it's still very funny. Yeah, um, but I really enjoy it. Like it's that really weird, unique studio trigger thing that they got going on, and it's it's different. The reason why I want people to watch it is because it's different. You know, it's unique, and, you know, you, you can't go wrong with that. You know, if you want to experience something new, watch it. I'm just wondering how it's going to uh, go through with it being a 24-episode series. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know where it's going to go, as, either. As it stands, the way it's progressing, it feels more like it should have been, like, a 12-episode one. But we'll have to see where it, where the route takes these uh, pilots and parasites. Yeah. Um, say, did we talk about uh, Degashi Kashi last episode? I don't think briefly. We did. Yeah, I like it. I <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. It's more Degashi Kashi, and uh, if you like the first episode or first se- season, it's more of the same. I don't think it's affected by the uh, change in the art style, and the episodes are short. That's the only thing I don't like is because I liked the half hour episodes. And then, yeah, I can kind of understand that, but I felt I feel like that there's more focus put onto the characters rather than just the candy itself, with it being a 12-minute 12 12, 12 episode series. Mm, yeah. It's true that they do kind of move on. And, it, I mean, in the first season, they split each half of the episode into two separate sets of candy. So now they're just, you know, using one episode. They're just talking about one thing each episode. It's yeah. kind of interesting. I, re- I really like Degashi Kashi. And you, honestly, 
people were just w- were worried about the the art style shift, but I don't even recognize. I don't it. even notice. I it. don't even know. No, I don't even notice it either. What I'm watching is I've actually just been keeping up with uh, four shows. One of them, I think we all know what the first one is, <clears throat> Dragon Ball. Um, <laughs> but I've been going with School Babysitter, Junji Ito Collection, and Laid Back Camp. Yeah, Laid Back Camp continues to be super excellent. Yeah, uh, I there's no other show this season. Seriously, this this winter season it has some good shows, but it's not great. It's not a good season. Uh, the only show this season that I'm just like, oh man, there's a new episode of this out right now is Killing Bites. No, not really. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's laid back camp, but Killing Bites is on it. Is on that list. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Killing Bites. Uh, no, jeez, stop. <laughs> you have to leave your job. Laid right. back camp. Right. That that wasn't a joke. That was really me messing up saying that. Laid back camp. Uh, laid back camp is the best show that I'm watching this season. It, it's the only show that I actively watch every time it comes out, uh, next to Boruto, but Boruto's been going on forever, so. Mm. So behind. Yeah. Um, I, well, I've actually, I've been catching up on Boruto, and actively, once you get past that really tough, like, hit and missed arc, that was really pointless and really bad, uh, the show is great again, but off of Boruto, um... Uh, um, yeah, laid- but, uh, Derek, share your thoughts on laid back camp. Yeah, because I wrote the article about it. So, what did what do you think about yeah. it? Uh, my biggest surprise now that I'm uh, three episodes in, I'm not completely up to date. But I didn't realize that first scene in the first episode was literally a shot way into the future of something that we haven't even seen yet. Yes, with with the, the four uh, the outdoor adventures club actually all together and going on a camping trip and now you're actually seeing oh wait this is there's a lot of different dimensions going on here we've got you know the transfer student coming in we've got oh. by the way I do love how they will they have like their quote unquote loner character the Rin yeah, yeah. is it Rin yeah. so but I love how they show her relationship with her other friend from school with the text conversations yep. back and forth mm-hmm. the blatant like sarcasm where I'm watching it and I don't even like see that they're joking until like oh yeah I- I'm dead I just died of hunger thanks oh I'm dead too great bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> like for such a for such a quiet reserved character it's so great to actually see that side of her in a way that actually is realistic or would make sense of her to you know talk that way yeah and it's funny because there are people who are really like that when you have a text conversation with them it's not like their actual personality when you're really talking to them yeah like it's it's very strange when how different personalities come out when you're texting and i thought this was a really good representation of that like it it's it's just how friends text each other you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was cool yeah, it kind of reminded me of your text conversation of the toilet that almost broke at your apartment. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, I didn't almost break. That thing is uh, that thing is built to last, but it does only have solo occupancy, and that was the problem that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but the show is incredibly cute. The 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 characters are adorable. Uh, the show is charming in where, where every yeah everybody's super likable. Uh, I like that the main two characters in, you know, Rin and Nadeshko, I think that they're perfect as the main characters and everybody else as a supporting cast acts like a supporting cast character, 
you know, and, and not taking over the spotlight of Nadeshko and Rin. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, I, I like how Nadeshko too, she is that annoying friend that everybody has, but she's still a likable annoying friend. Well, and everybody likes her. Yep. You know, like she might be a pain and annoying, but everybody likes her, which is cool. So it's it's liking a, people is cool. And what I what I said in my article is uh, is the the characters they're not copies of other characters from anime. You know the the character designs and the character personalities are unique to these characters. It's not like they copy pasted like a lot of animes do. A lot of animes just take whatever characters everybody else has made and just make that character again. But I feel like these characters are a little different, which is nice. They have yeah. a, they have a personality of their own, which and it's nice to see that contrast between the the more experienced camper like Rin, and then you see the actual camping club who has zero experience actually <laughs> roughing it up in the wilderness, trying to learn how to camp, and sometimes failing miserably and hilariously. Mm. Yeah. Which, um, that previous point that I made wanted to lead me into a different anime that that I was watching, which is Death March into a Parallel World. Uh, and I actually, you said you how much you hated the second episode, which I actually watched it, and as much as I hate the anime as a whole, because it's just a copycat ikasai, uh, ikasai or what is it? Isekai. Uh, isekai. Yeah, Isekai show. Uh, I, I'm actually finding that I'm, I'm kind of enjoying watching it, and I don't know why, because it's a show that I absolutely should hate, and I probably, to some degree, absolutely do hate it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but... But I, I think I just love its stupidity in how, in how like this 30 something year old guy gets beamed back into his video game and it's filled with lolies that love him, and I'm just like this is so retarded, you know, <laughs> and, and and I love how retarded it is, like how it just revels in its stupidness, and um and like every single character, she like the oldest character is 17 years old. And then he, like, sees a character as this, like, this character, this power, 11 years old. And then, like, this other guy, this character, she ha- she's this level, uh, she's 13 years old. And then, like, little slave subhumans, they're, like, 9 years old. And I was just like, why is everybody in this anime, like, just super young and it's super creepy? And he's 15 years old. So he's that middle age where it's just like anybody can fall in love with him, but he's really has the mindset of a 30 year old man because that's what yeah. he is. Death was... March right into a jail cell. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> like, this show is dumb. But I, I, I feel like it's a nice contrast, though. If this were VR chat, you'd be looking at a lolly and it would be like, yeah, here's their power. They're 46 years old and they're a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And he is our queen. (laughs) You see, I feel like I could only take one of those types of shows that there's... There should be no reason why I should be liking this, but I'm watching it anyway. So I found myself dropping Death March and instead watching the goddamn ramen noodles one. Oh my god. Because <laughs> Kozumi loves ramen noodles. I don't know why I'm still watching this show, but there's just something about it that just is... It, it just drags me in each time. I don't know. Is there like there's maybe like one or two jokes in the whole whole episode <laughs> that I like, but I don't understand why I am still watching it. 
why am I still watching it? I don't know, but you and just, I'm going to continue to still watch it. And it's like, I'm going to question just, that. You There's no said way. The most perfect description of that show I've ever heard, and that was just the greatest. <laughs> There's no way she could possibly like all kinds of Robin. Is there? <laughs> I think Tune it was next last... week and find out. <laughs> I think it was last the last episode where we were talking about the show briefly, and I was like, I'm glad you never see the aftermath yeah. after you eat a big bowl of ramen noodles, and you just cut to a scene of this Kazumi, and you just hear. Sha la 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 la, Kazumi, noodle daisuke, whatever the theme song is. Just for the censors, though, the bathroom scene could be used with Evan's slide whistle. <laughs> whistle. Wait. Which... Oh, she's in the bathroom again. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. I th- I can't remember, but I think that might be everything. I, I'm I'm looking at the shows that... I, I, I honestly, I love this show, but I might end up dropping it. How to Keep a Mummy. Um, I love this show so I, much. Okay, get this. I love this show so much, but it is way too sugary sweet. Like, I get cavities from watching the show. It's so cute. I feel um, like that's the point. It's like it's a it's like you're watching a show about a cute newborn kitten, but instead of a newborn kitten, it's a tiny mummy. Yeah. Um and I love it, but it's too much for me to handle. Like well, I, I I don't get it. I don't know what I'm... Well, it's like every couple minutes, you're like, Duh! Ah! Ah! Well, um, Not necessarily that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, see, I watched, the, I watched the first episode, and I was like, yeah, it's cute, but the show is not good. Like, <laughs> the, the story wasn't, like, captivating in any way, and yes, the mummy is kind of cute, but when it started making like the little barking sounds, I was like, I don't like that. And it doesn't do that again, or at least it hasn't yet. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I understand it's... that everybody thinks the mummy is cute, but I just, it's it's just not, it's not enough for any. Sounds like anything. an annoying girlfriend. <laughs> so so yeah, after the first episode, I was just like, I don't think so. I don't think I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah, that was the only one that I really had uh, uh, any quarrels with. I haven't gotten back to Basilisk yet, but then again, like I still need to catch up on shows that are actually worth my time, like Junji Ito, Laid Back Camp, School Babysitters, Place Further Than the Universe, uh, Haven't Started Citrus. Uh, the Rio's work is never done. I'm going to pass on that one. Oh, oh, I know. Overlord Season 2. What's it like watching a show that has none of the main characters in it? Overlord Season 2. <laughs> Oh, look, it's another... Oh, look at the cute albino lizard girl. I, I think that's so creepy. Like, it's just... <laughs> like, this this anime lizard girl, and these two characters are falling in love, but they're lizard people. And you're just... It's just so bizarre. And and the main characters and the main cast are, are hardly in it. And you're just... It's weird. Like, who's who's writing... I mean, I know that it's it's an arc in the light novels. I understand that. And all the people in the comments who are like, I don't like this. The main characters aren't in it. But then there's a whole bunch of people bombarding them like, man, you just didn't read the graphic no- Or you didn't read the novels. I read the light novels and the lizard arc is fantastic. And it's just like, but it's not the main character and the, not the main story. I don't give a crap that I didn't read the books. I'm watching the anime. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, so I, I don't know what... I, I guess I'll try to watch it just to see what happens. Maybe they'll go back to the main cast. But I just don't get it. And, of course, that could just be me ignorantly talking about it. But when you're supposed to watch... When you're watching a show, it's supposed to always hold your interest. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, who are these characters that I don't really care about? Yeah. And, and why isn't it the main cast from season one? Pro tip, you're supposed... If, you're, if you have one media and you're transferring to another, you got to keep them separate. You can't make assumptions because then you're going to lose your audience. And uh, Overlord is a great example of that. If people are expected to read the light novels in order to understand who these characters are, then you're going to lose half your audience because half of them only want to watch the anime. Some yeah. people don't read. That is true. That well, is true. And it, and it comes down to with basic writing. Like, writing... So, so okay, so... I, I mean, we've we've went we've been to college and we've taken writing classes and you know we do writing our on our on our own in comics and whatever. So when you when you write a story, it's very important to have a consistent story. Like, what's the point of your story? Your story is supposed to have an overarching moral. What's the moral? So when you have shows like Sword Art Online and Overlord. And all these other shows that have light novels and are and are the, these abundantly huge continuing series that it's just like book after book after book after book, and you don't have a point that you're trying to make or a moral that you're trying to convey, then it's a very muddy story to turn into an anime, because mm. it, because a, a complete story. And I understand that this is Asian storytelling and it's very different at times, but. It's not always, you know. A lot of a lot of Asian storytellings have this basic writing structure of of moral beginning, middle, and end, you know. And 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 so I just find that when you're missing basic writing, it's hard to argue against the whole argument of like, oh, but you didn't read the gra- the light novels. Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I mean? But but maybe it, the moral of Overlord is being trapped in video games is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and being the most powerful person in the world is the best. Yeah, the best. And demon the... chicks with big boobs are the best. They they are. They are the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mentioned this, Derek, but you actually started watching School Babysitters. Yes, yeah, that has actually been one of my uh, <clears throat> favorite shows this season. Uh, of course, when I'm not watching Dragon Ball Super, <clears throat> but oh my god, School Babysitters is freaking adorable. It is good. Al- although yes. I think I might have actually found a little example of maybe a cultural difference that I might have with this, where I think episode three. Oh, I haven't watched episode three yet. Or episode two. No, episode three. The uh, the classmate with the nosebleed. Yes. Oh, oh, that one. Oh, then is episode four? Out episode two is the one with the zoo. Oh, episode four oh, is out right, right now. Sorry. Episode four. Yeah, just came out. Okay, so this is three. There we go. Uh, but yeah, just the way they were kind of wording how this overly excited classmate, whenever he's around children, just has uncontrollable nosebleeds. Yeah. And nosebleed, nosebleeds is a sign of excitement and arousal. Yes, I'm more used to seeing the latter. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm not really sure what kind of message they're trying to convey about this character, but his friend who drags him away from these situations seems like he's concerned. Yeah, like he knows <laughs> something, and like the one the first classmate saying oh well i'm gonna bring you guys all chocolate tomorrow hey can i bring your little brother some chocolate too the friend just goes stay away from my brother (laughs) 
Just, like, really deadpan and, like, keeps dragging him along, like, okay, doesn't even want him around his brother either. Yeah, what I, is with this guy? <laughs> I wonder if it's a, like, a Japanese haha, let's laugh at the pedophiles kind of a thing, but it's 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 really weird. It's concerning it's, here. It's very strange. It is. It's, it, it could be a little bit strange, but I find it even stranger that his the friend that's dragging him away looks like every single hentai protagonist yeah. we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, you know. <laughs> Can you not see his eyes? No, yeah, yeah. His, his bangs are hanging really? down in front of his eyes. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like the pedo- the hentai the hentai main character is dragging away yeah. the pedophile main character or the pedophile friend. Maybe it's symbolism. Yeah, Maybe exactly. It's like, no, it's... this is not your show. We are not referencing these things here. <laughs> these are children. Get out of here. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go find you a loli in my hentai universe. <laughs> Come on, let me introduce you to Kanojo, Kanojo, Kanojo. Oh, can I bring her? Can I bring her chocolate and poke her cheek? <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I agree, it's strange, but the show overall is very good. I like the dynamic between the characters. I also thought it was really funny in the Valentine's Day episode. They hinted on this girl. You have no idea who she is, but has a crush on the main character. Yeah. And then yeah. And, and he's starting to develop a relationship with the discipline committee girl. You literally see an emotional roller coaster start and finish in one episode <laughs> where she like gets shattered by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And- but and it you is, don't even know her still. Yeah, and we don't even know who she is. But it it is kind of cute, and it is kind of well done. And yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing where uh, School Babysitters keeps going. Yeah, you know the manga's been going on for almost a decade, so I'm curious to see like how much the um, how much progression that they're going to do with the story. That's a lot of story. That is. That a, is a lot of story. That's a high school career there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, how can uh, how can like. These children have ha- had to have grown up after ten years. <laughs> uh, just look at Dragon Ball. I'm not sure about that. And and the Rugrats. Rugrats, yeah. Rugrats. The Rugrats started airing in 1991, and by 2007, they were still one years old. Hey, they were all grown up. <laughs> there was yes, there was a spinoff series. Oh god, but, I remember it. But the spin-off Which was series, terrible. But if you remember, the spin-off series started as a dream sequence in a normal Rugrats episode. Yeah. Which was literally called All Growed Up. Yep. So And now I'm reading that they might be rebooting Rugrats, and I'm like, why? Uh, you know what would be a great Rugrats reboot? Is if they if the parents are now the grown up versions of all of those friends. Like so now all those pa- all all of them all like Tommy and Phil and Lil and like they're all parents now and they all have kids. And, but the thing oh, is, we oh, kind of already Girl saw something World? like that with the Blocky and Oxwinkle episode of Rugrats. It would just be the same fucking show. And that's Girl Meets World. Too. Yes, it is Girl Meets yes. World. Yes, you're you're one hundred percent correct. <laughs> but it has a hundred percent less Mister Feeny. <laughs> so it's worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it'd be like taking out the grandpa out of Rugrats. The grandpa was the best part of the show. Yeah, continuity-wise, that would probably make sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which they did take grandpa out of all grown up. He died. Yeah. Which why the show sucked. <laughs> and, they, and they didn't talk about it. There, they, there was no mention of grandpa ever, and it was really sad because grandpa I wouldn't is talk the best about character. I wouldn't talk about it either because the funeral procession was fifteen miles in the snow uphill both ways. <laughs> 
and I think that's where we should end our topic. On. I think we talked about all that the anime. Into the West. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about all the topics that we're going to talk about this episode. Okay. Oh man. Um. So we don't really have any fan service for this episode. No. It's very yeah. light on the emails. Maybe a uh, Facebook comment here and there. But... I think all the fan service came when everybody we talked to came and joined us on Monster Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically fun, guys. That was awesome. So, uh, so I guess that's that's it for that. We can just start shamelessly plugging now, right? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. So, if you guys want to email us and you want to talk about, hey, I'm watching this this season, or you know, anything that we else that we talked about the rest of the show. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That is wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we post things like this podcast and news and updates. Oh my gosh, we totally forgot a thing that came out. You just scrolled by it on Facebook. Oh, the New uh, episode of Dragon Maid. New episode of Dragon Maid came out. Yeah! That was very exciting sounding. <laughs> Which, I forgot, that was your homework assignment to watch that show. Yep, didn't watch it. You did it? Nope, I didn't watch it. Oh, I watched it. You did? Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, oh, yeah. But I I had already read oh, that. Oh, no, I was talking to Derek. Oh. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I guess then next time. We'll talk about it next time. Yes, we'll talk about it next time. All right. So if you guys want to join us uh, in the conversation, you can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we post things like this podcast, news and updates, conventions that we go to, Fun things about Monster Hunter, uh, when we're when we're going live, when we're playing, where you can find us at to play Monster Hunter, more Monster Hunter. You can also find and listen to this podcast on nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where if you're not listening to this sound, uh, on soundcloud.com or iTunes or Podchasers or Stitcher or Google, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us there. And hey, you can also find videos of us at wickedanime.com slash nerdyshow, but... You can find our videos at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews where, hey, you can give us a subscribe and get us up to our 1,000 subscribers, which we already have, but our 4,000 viewing hours so we can get our money back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something that we didn't talk about that's probably uh, appropriate to let you know is that uh, our YouTube channel is no longer eligible for a partnership. Which for really, monetization. Yeah, for monetization, which really stinks because we've been holding that for a very long time. It was something that we were very proud of achieving. But now they're kicking off all the all the channels that are lesser than they, other channels. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, uh, suddenly, YouTube is no longer supporting small-time creators. Yep. They YouTube is no longer for you! It's nope. a good thing uh, Logan Paul just put out his apology video. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. that can make $6 million. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. YouTube and Google, Google is creating a monopoly of everything on the internet, and they're basically just making everything we love about the internet worse, even though the internet is already the worst place on the face of the planet. Uh, so... More specifically, Tumblr. Wickedanime.tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're gonna... And, uh, so, out of that, you can also find us at all the social medias. You can tweet us at Yo YoWickedAnime. You can find us at Tumblr, where we tumble tumble things, at wickedanime.tumblr.com. You can also find us... Maybe maybe I'll be able to turn the Twitch on at some point, like when we're playing Monster Hunter. I'll just turn it on. We can hunt together, and you guys can watch us hunt. Who knows? Uh, that's Wicked Anime or Wicked Play Twitch at Twitch TV. And I think that's everything. Okay. <clears throat> so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bachelor Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments. 
Or if you are a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and the J-Pop, Anime, and Video Games Amino pages at kingbaby.esh, on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash omnistryinc. That's O-M-N-I-S-T-R-Y-I-N-C. Like us on Facebook.com slash Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashed Rook. And I don't know what I'm going to be talking about on the next episode of No Borders, No Race, but I know for a fact that I am going to be spending some great musicians like Japanese punk band Gino Gino Hustler and Guitar Wolf, and even a couple songs from the anime series Recovery of an MMO Junkie, and one show that we were just talking about on this episode, Laid Back Camp. Nice. Nice. All right. And you can follow me at Elite4Derek on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Live Journal. You can follow me on Club Penguin under <laughs> Harvey Danger Fanatic 131. Otherwise, you can find me at my coffee shop. Um, just call me Coffee because I grind so fine. <laughs> uh, what was that, Derek? <laughs> hey, they're shameless plugs. Shameless. Harvey Danger Fanatic 131. <laughs> hey, uh, this guy does a kick ass cover of uh, Flagpole Sitta. That is actually one of my favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, I love it, Derek. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We hope to have you listen the next time we're around, uh, where we talk about who knows what. All right. Uh, now it's time for us to sign off the only way we know how. K-Bye! I can show some cleavage. There you go. You might have to do that next time, and then we'll use it for the thumbnail. <laughs> just just put a black bar over my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.